0: Jorno at Stories that Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton and this is the Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Buckle up to meet a great array of ordinary, everyday, incredible Australians. This podcast is brought to you by DM Podcasts, part of Diamantina Media, with more than 25 million downloads for a range of shows such as The Batuta Advocate and Chat 10 Looks 3. Streets of Your Town podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on whose land this story was gathered, the Turrbal and Yagara peoples. I acknowledge that for tens of thousands of years, First Nations people walked this country and shared stories on this great land down under, and I walk in their footsteps today. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Performing in Sixth the Musical's Australian tour is the culmination of a lifelong journey for Queensland Conservatorium graduate Vidya Macon, and the realisation of a dream that she could be accepted for her true self on stage. The critically acclaimed Brisbane actor, singer and composer-lyricist has forged her way quickly into the ultra-competitive world of musical theatre, not only as a performer, but also as a writer winning awards for two musicals of her own creation now in development, one of which is slated to debut in Sydney's Hayes Theatre in May 2023. She stars as Catherine Parr in Six the Musical, and as she tells us on Streets of Your Town, it's a show close to her heart. So Vidya, thank you for joining us on Streets of Your Town. Thank you so much for having me, Nance. I'm excited to be here. Tell us a bit about this amazing musical. I'll confess that I saw it in Sydney, and I believe you were in that cast when it first started, and I knew nothing, (laughs) nothing about it at all. Girlfriend dragged me along and came out absolutely buzzing. Is that similar experience to what you've heard? A hundred percent. I think the word that for me uh, uh, rings true is, the, is electricity. You leave the theater
1: feeling electric. It's such a weird show because it's sometimes hard to summarize, but this is my, what after like three years of being a part of the show, this is where I'm at. I say, imagine the hottest pop band in the entire world. And it just happens to be the six wives of Henry VIII. And we give you a 75 minute long show where we talk about the archetypes that we've been painted as all these 500
0: years. We kind of break that down in our own way. And and yeah. You've all got your own song. It's it's yes.
1: sort of set up as a bit of a
0: competition
1: in, in Yes. its in a way yes yeah we we of sort we sort of we of sort of sort of sort of which of of us of the of time of Henry, and then that's <laughs> the show that you then And then my character gets to do something really cool, and it flips the show on its head. And I won't say too much sort of sort of sort of sort of sort of sort very, very very sort cool of sort of
0: of sort 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 of sort
1: Broadway things. soundtrack mm. that they did live on sort of sort of just nominated for a Grammy. Oh,
0: fantastic! Yeah, that is pretty cool. So that yeah. must be exciting for you, being part of a show uh, that's got that. There's co-
1: constant buzz. Mm. There's constant buzz around the show. There's always some new thing that's happening around the world because it's just loved by fans here, there, and everywhere.
0: Keeps reinventing itself almost, doesn't it? It's Absolutely. like this wave that keeps regenerating i think
1: absolutely i think that the key to that was it was written really humbly it was written by two 23 year olds at uni who weren't even that interested in history they just wanted to write a show for their friends (laughs) and i think because it didn't have that endeavor to be this big hit that's the irony of the show is that it's this little gem that people keep coming back to because it's so truthful and it's so irreverent in a way
0: and it started at Edinburgh fringe didn't it
1: yeah brilliant tiny little show that had no budget and then these i think some producers just saw it and went this is the next big thing recorded a cast album and it went viral it went viral on tiktok before tiktok was tiktok uh yeah i remember in 2020 in our first season we're like what's
0: this thing called tiktok and now it's like well it's tiktok (laughs) (laughs) i mean no budget but wow there's some banging songs absolutely you don't get tired of them doing them over and over over three
1: years you don't and you think that you would, but you don't. I think it's, the show every night is a different is a different thing. We interact so much with the audience. There's no audience participation, but we sing to you and we talk to you, and we definitely get that vibe back. And I think because it's so present in the space, it's not like we're presenting something to you. We are showing something, and we're in a conversation with you. It's different. Every night. It is. It's, it's quite fun. a different
0: musical in a sense,
1: isn't it? For mm. people who are like, oh,
0: nah, musicals leave me a bit cold, it would be worth giving this one a crack. It's I think.
1: the musical to see if you don't like musicals. <laughs> I took my cousin, he's like in his 20s, he loves rap music. He is not a musical theatre guy, and he came out
0: loving it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because it's got that concert vibe, I think, video. Is that, is that part of it? It's, it's just really quite different, and I think in quite a small space, which I think you're doing in Brisbane at the Playhouse, it's quite house, yeah. small.
1: The interesting thing about our show is that it's a pop concert. And so in a little intimate space, it works beautifully because it's how it was written and you, you see the audience. But because of its mega pop feel and the genres and also the show is really funny. Like it's, it's really fun to be a part of when you're in those bigger venues with like a thousand plus seats, it does feel amazing. And it just, it shows the show in a different light, I guess.
0: Yeah. And have you all become really close over the time that the show is run? We are obsessed with with each other. We love each other. We did press yesterday
1: walking around the city and like, they didn't need to give us any direction because we just love each other. The (laughs) the love that you see on the show, because it's all about girl power and non-binary and female humans taking back their space together. We always say we're linked, not ranked that is true of our show that is true of our people part that are a part of it and it's true of the company and the crew and i would even extend it to the audience there is a vibe about
0: this show that i have never experienced before in any piece of theater i've done yeah even in the in the band mostly oh, it's all women we love it? the band yeah, yeah, yeah. all women and non-binary yeah, yeah. wicked yeah. and they very much a part of the show and Absolutely, i could tell they were totally digging in the, really into it
1: the band have choreography too mm. and they get into it and sometimes they give and notes to okay
0: you need to just stick to the choreography we've given to you because they learn our dances they're amazing they absolutely love it and on that note of how much audiences love it I mean we, we spoke about this previously the cosplayers that that's quite a phenomenon sometimes
1: you will look into the audience and go that's my costume how, how are they wearing my costume and they are like the detail to perfection is incredible honestly
0: because and they're, they're quite meticulous costumes aren't yeah. they
1: The costumes in themselves are a part of what makes this show a cult following. I think once they became big and we got our budget, Gabriella Slade, who designed the costumes, each costume has their own references to Tudor times, has their own references to the pop icons that we are referencing in the show and also to the people that we are. So it's really, really cool. They are so iconic in the colours and the styles. And each of our swings have their own costume as well. So when the swings come on stage, they don't put, like, if someone's covering par, they don't put on my par costume. They have their own colour, their own design and so it's it's a beautiful thing in a way where you're watching the show, you're not watching a swing try to be someone else, you're watching that swing be them and their interpretation of the show and that is part of, again, what makes it so exciting and it never gets old
0: because it's always new And you mentioned, of all the shows that you've been in, of course, video. you've got quite a history <laughs> no, no, but it's wonderful I mean, you know, you're a Brisbane girl but you've I really am. gone on from there Has this been your love, wanting to do be on stage for a long time? Yeah, I fell in love with it. I actually, as
1: a kid, I was a soccer player and a musician. So growing up, my dream was to play soccer for Australia and then also be in the pit of the orchestra for musicals because <laughs> I was always obsessed with musicals but never performed in them. Oh, interesting. And then at some of house where we both went, <laughs> that was when I started to get into performing and fell in love with it. And from then it was just bang on, let's do this
0: as a career. Isn't it interesting that sometimes you can have those pivotal moments if you're lucky at school and get uh-huh. some teachers who really get you? and Absolutely. push you a little bit exactly i was really lucky some of us had an
1: amazing music department and the teachers that i had i'm still friends with to this day
0: yeah so did you ever expect you'd be coming back here to qpac to do Uh, a show like this?
1: I always dreamt of it. Like, we've played some incredible venues. The Sydney Opera House, the Theatre Royal, like, playing in Melbourne's East End. Those have all have their places in your heart as dreams coming true, but there is something about playing in QPAC, the place that I grew up with coming to show since I was a little wee three-year-old kid that is, I can't describe, I don't have words. I have words to describe everything in my life. I could talk about anything but that
0: feeling of this dream coming true is makes me speechless. And looking forward to family and friends being able to see the show as well.
1: I um, feel sorry for Brisbane because I don't know if you'll get a ticket. My family <laughs> and friends have basically bought out the whole season so
0: very, very much excited. And of course you're not just a performer as well. Video, I want to hear about this wonderful show that you've yes. written. This sounds like it's been running for a few years, two or three years since development, would yes. that be right? I, so I've been working,
1: I've been a composer-lyricist my whole life Ooh. it's something that I love sharing with Catherine Parr who are playing six because we're both writers ah, great. we both come to it with that, it's a wonderful idea of understanding that character Ooh. but yeah, this particular show, The Lucky Country I've been myself working on for about five years and then in its iteration that it is, I've been working with my collaborator Sonia Suarez for about three years and it's just been announced to a premiere at Hayes Theatre next year.
0: Amazing, when will that be on? Uh, from the 26th. 6th of May. Oh, that's not far away. Not? No. <laughs> so are you going to be involved in that as well as six, or how will that work? Luckily, uh, it, once
1: we finish 6 I'm going to have time to do all the last Ooh. minute things. But, you know, we're in pre-production at the moment and it's my debut show as a writer. So I, I keep going around to people and being like, this is my baby. Look, look at the poster. The poster looks so cool. Tell us about the, the, the story. Yes. How, did, how did this come to be? So I say it's an exploration concept musical. I started writing it a few years ago when i'm a woman of color i've got i'm of indian descent and a few years ago i would say up to five years ago the landscape was actually very different to what it is right now where i would not see myself represented in shows and whenever i would see people of color particularly on australian stages we were always reduced down to these very racist stereotypes and i had had enough and i actually went home one day and i was crying um, going how I'm going to have to do this myself. So I started writing a show about what it means to be Australian from the voices of the margins. And that is basically what our show is. It's an exploration of who we can be. It's very funny. It's very silly, but we also get to the heart of a lot of the trauma of the nation. And we come out going, how do we not lose 250 years, but gain 60,000 in, in who we are as a nation and as a country, how do we come together
0: as one in a way that It's
1: an Aussie musical for all Australians.
0: Goodness, exploring all those complexities through song, that would have been challenging. (laughs) Absolutely. Each
1: song in it, so every song is a different character and each song is a different genre in itself. So there's like 13 different musicals within the 175 minutes, which to me is really exciting. And to make that fit with uh, an incredible band, um, my orchestrator and musical director, Heidi Maguire, who's also on Six, has done an amazing work to make that work within a five-piece band. So I'm very, very much excited to share that with audiences.
0: And this is a big deal, Vidya. There's not many uh, musicals in Australia that get to this stage of development. Truly, let's yes. be honest.
1: Uh, it's a huge deal. I have never seen anything like it. It's why I wrote it. And I, I hope to see more things like it in the future. We've been very fortunate with Hayes with our development process. We had uh, an initial workshop
0: um, back in 2021 and then... Yeah well you won a scholarship I think wasn't it? Yes. Is that right? oh, no.
1: So this was actually for a different, oh, <laughs> a different right. show. Keep
0: going. That, yes uh, but, we'll go, come back to that. <laughs> um, but
1: yeah Hayes have been very um, very generous with me um, and then just this year we've we've done a cultural collaboration workshop with uh, a range of incredible First Nations artists because a, a show being about Australia. Australian national identity it has to have a backbone of First Nation storytelling Um, so that was amazing and we also had an orchestration workshop where we just worked on the music with an incredible array of instruments within a five-piece band which includes Yidaki which is didgeridoo Um, and that has been a really cool thing to just explore in a safe space before
0: um, we share it in its premiere. Amazing. Do you hope that it'll come to Brisbane? I do. I do. So, Hayes, does Hayes tour things sometimes? They or? do. Yeah. Well, fingers see how crossed. It goes. Fingers
1: crossed. My mother keeps saying, "You got to bring it to Brisbane." Like, don't worry, Mum.
0: I will make sure it comes to Brisbane. And uh, so, the scholarship that you won as well—was yes. that, that part of this or separate? This is a, a different show. Yeah. So, this is
1: um, uh, the New South Wales. Because you haven't
0: got enough on. Uh, yeah, exactly. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's never boring in my life. Um, New South Wales Musical Theatre Fellowship. It was the its inaugural year, and I applied with. Uh, my incredible collaborator, um, Duzanim Hussain. And our pitch was, we just wanted to write a show about what it is like for South Asian Australians living in the suburbs. In some ways, an unremarkable story, but remarkable in its truthfulness. We kind of mirror it to like the Australian in the Heights, in a way, but it's very, very, very different. So yeah, well, we've... Uh, Got our Act One written, and we're working on that draft, and hopefully we'll see a, prem- uh, a premiere of that in the years to come. And I think,
0: did you recently win an award for one of the songs from that? That um, obviously was really moved. <laughs> That's, this people. is a, a different one as well. Oh my goodness! Tell <laughs> so me about it, that it as well.
1: It wasn't. I didn't. When I was nominated for a Green Room Award, and we also premiered through the Casting Guild of Australia, I wrote a song called "I Need You to See Me," and this was throughout the pandemic break. I uh, love the title of it. It just sums it up thank you yeah uh there was a there's were a lot and are a lot of conversations when it comes to casting in Australia and I think sometimes they're not led by the right people Um, and so I went do you know what rather than engaging in the conversation on social media of just me talking my I always say my best way of getting a point across is writing a song I do that really well so I wrote a song called I Need You To See Me it featured 101 BIPOC and CALD culturally and linguistically diverse artists aged 18 to 25 and yeah we we did this song and it blew up and I'm so so proud of the splash that it made because there are, I can't say so many of those kids who were all like young people who were in that video and in that original song are now just working professionally from job to job to job and I feel very very proud of the very real impact that the song has made on
0: oh, That's incredible, we'll have to put a link to it on the show notes. Please, please. do, yes. please do So people can watch that on YouTube or, or whatever Oh that's amazing, what, what a rollercoaster you've been on, I just can't believe it Is this is Brisbane the last stage of six before you go on to uh, for other me, aspects? yes yes for, for me before we <laughs> wonderful uh,
1: i think uh, six is something that never ends so i think people should keep their eyes peeled <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you so much video for um talking to us today i suppose it's in, just following back lastly on you mentioned before it's changed a lot in five years can you expand on that a little has it have you seen positive changes in this absolutely yeah. absolutely I, I remember when i auditioned for six I didn't realize what I'd been missing
1: in that it was the first time I was ever seen as a woman in an audition room, as a full three-dimensional woman, not someone trying to fill an archetype, not trying to be a race that I'm not because there aren't many musicals that are written for Indian women. Um, Yeah, and I think the the very real impact that even Six has had on the industry, you're seeing these new shows, you're seeing so many also Australian musicals that are written by local talent with um, local people uh, that look like who we look like, you know, when you walk around, not this weird thing that I was always fed as a child. I definitely feel that the industry is changing and I am so, so proud to, and excited to be a part of that and to engage with it as we move forward. Isn't
0: that interesting? I wonder what brought that on because when you think of shows like Hamilton mm. and the, the broadcasting that they have used, maybe Australia just took a bit of catching up. <laughs> I think so, unfortunately. We,
1: we were a little bit behind, but I think that we're getting there. I I've, To me as well, Like often when we talk about these things, it can feel really heavy and it is really heavy and it can be quite triggered and quite upsetting but there's another part of it that's so exciting I think that we've always known that we've been here like people of color and minority voices we've always been here and we've always been extremely talented and we've always been extremely capable I think now the rest of the industry are going oh oh you're right and we're like yeah we're here and we're showing up and you're seeing it in theaters and on stages and on your film and on tv having a great time I think that we're showing audiences that we're worth it. An audience is going, yeah, let's engage in this because it's fun.
0: Well, that sounds like a positive way to end it. Thank you I so much so. for this video. <laughs> Thank
1: you for having me, Nan. It's <laughs> great to be
0: here. That was Vidya Macon telling us about her passion and talent for opening up the world of musical theatre to a more diverse cast and audience for this episode of Streets of Your Town. Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, aka The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. Site, soyt.substack.com.